Ladies and gentlemen, get those dollars ready. Coming up next to the stage on the Other Ground Podcast, it's your host, Passive J and Ryan. Good afternoon and welcome to another exciting edition of the Other Ground Live. I'm Passive J. That's Ryan over there. How you doing, Ryan? You know, it's it's Monday. Yes, it is. More Monday for some people than others. Uh, <laughs> did you have a good uh, work day back, such as it is? Uh, so in like my so if you looked at my Outlook calendar, I had thirty minutes to myself between the hours of eight and five. Hmm. So a busy work day, so to speak, huh? Yeah, pain in the ass. Well, I mean, luckily you can masturbate and work at the same time. So hooray for multitasking, I guess. No, I can't really do that. I need both hands for that. And, you know, you need to type some things here and there. <laughs> well, uh, obviously you need to learn how to type if your cock. Problem solved, really. <laughs> yeah, it's, I'm yeah. not quick enough with that yet. <laughs> Regardless, uh, I believe it's going to be a good show. I see we've got the OG Army assembling in the chat box. Good to see you guys. Uh, hopefully we're going to have a fun-ass night. Uh, let's see. I feel like shit. Way. <laughs> I'm not sure if I'm coming down with something. I'm a notorious hypochondriac. Uh, I'm what you call a low-level hypochondriac. I, I'm always afraid I'm going to come down with something and then wake up the next morning feeling fine. It, ha- it happens like fucking at least once, uh, a couple times a month. I'll be like, oh, my God, I'm getting sick. Oh, I feel like crap. Oh, man, I better pick, pick up some emergency on the way home or something. And then wake up the next morning and feel perfectly fine. I, I think I might have allergy problems that I've never had uh, properly uh, diagnosed. Uh, but... But it's it's retarded how stupid I am about it sometimes. <laughs> but or it could have something to do with you know running a inflatable hot tub inside in a, an enclosed garage. That could be it too. <laughs> One that garage is barely enclosed. Uh, the uh, doors are, are very ill fitted, and it's you know it's a cinder block building. Uh, so people are telling me I should be worried about moisture issues, but I don't really think that's going to be too much of a concern. It's basically outside. Yeah, but it's not. <laughs> but yes, uh, you 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 brought it up. Uh, the three hundred and twenty dollar Walmart hot tub, inflatable hot tub, nonetheless, is operational. I took my first dip in it this morning. Me and the wife did. Uh, grabbed a couple peach Bellini wine coolers because uh, we're adults and we can drink at nine a.m. if we goddamn want to. Uh, <laughs> and so I did it for about a, uh, a little under a half hour. It was nice. It gets up to one hundred and four, which is pretty hot. You don't really want the hot tub any hotter than that. Um, there are drawbacks to a inflatable hot tub. Of course, uh, the air system is blown through rings in the bottom, which, uh, uh, a ring from on the bottom of it, which I've mentioned before. But what I didn't mention is since it's bringing that air from the outside is if it's cold out, it will gradually lower the temperature of the hot tub. Not by a lot, like in a half hour, it would drop from like one Oh four to one Oh two. But like, if you wanted to be in the hot tub for a couple hours or something, this is not the right hot tub for you. <laughs> Well, and who's going to sit in a hot tub and then close garage for multiple hours? Like that's, that's a pretty depressing thing to, to do. <laughs> it's mostly in there for therapeutic reasons. My wife's uh, got sore muscles and, and things like that. And she likes to sit in the hot tub to make herself feel better. Unlike me, she has a physical job. So <laughs> yeah, we knew that you definitely don't wear the pants. No, no, no. Um, well, yes I do. Cause she said I could, uh, <laughs> 
So did you have anything you want to talk about before we move on to the, tonight's uh, topics? You actually have topics ready? Because I, yeah. I somehow doubt that. Yeah, well, my topics are always about me, which makes it easy. Um, well, then they're probably shit. Um, yeah. <laughs> did you see the see the study out of Wyoming? Uh, they polled a bunch of people about uh, their working from home routine. No, I knew uh, I saw a couple of different articles about people working at home, but I'm not sure if it was the one you're referring to. Uh, so go ahead. Yeah, so this one, um, it's just Wyoming, but I'm assuming this is probably kind of getting across the country. But 25% of Wyoming workers admit to drinking while working from home. <laughs> I don't know. I think Wyoming might have a higher percentage than some other states. It strikes me as one of those wild ass states. But yeah, that doesn't surprise me at least. But people uh, do exactly what they can get away with. Uh, so anyone who likes to drink, I'm sure, is going to have a couple of course to the, uh, over the course of the day. Especially if they don't have to do stuff like video conferencing and such. But one in four people? Like, that seems high. Yeah, I guess you're right. I mean, maybe your Wyoming's got a lot of fucking drunks in it. I mean... <laughs> I mean, there's got to be some reason people go to Wyoming. It's not like it's got a lot of everything in it. It's got a lot of anything in there. You know, it's uh, it'd be a cool state if you don't like people from what I understand. Well, yeah, there's like eight people there. So that does mean that it's only two people that probably responded to this. But still. Exactly. Yeah. When the entire state has a population of 600, it can skew the figures pretty easy. So what's the most fucked up you've ever been and worked? Uh, Um. I've never drank and went to work. Uh, that wasn't my thing. Um, well, I guess there was a single occasion while I was where I was drinking at work, and that's when the before mentioned door to door magazine salesman when I was training with. Uh, God, what was that guy's name? I want to say Daryl. I think it was Daryl, the, the black guy, uh, the one that didn't follow the uh, uh, script at all and just you know did whatever he felt like to uh, uh, you know try to sell magazines, you know, like singing Steve and dancing. Dante? No, Stevante. No. Uh, well, he, in addition to selling some magazines, we also got smoked a shitload of pot and drank a whole bunch of beers for people as uh, when, when we uh, went from door to door. Because for every person that we sold a magazine to, there was three other people that were really impressed with his routine, but didn't really have the money to buy a magazine or really didn't want to buy a magazine, but invited us in to f- get fucked up with them. So, yeah. So I actually, at work, uh, I worked that day. I was pretty fucking drunk. I don't think I was actually working though, since he did all the sailing. I mean, I mostly just followed him around was the token white guy. Yeah. More so like, have you ever been fucked up in any way at like any sort of real job? Cause door to door magazine salesman, it doesn't <laughs> exactly count. Yeah. Well, that, like I said, that was about a week. I decided that was not the job for me. Um, no, uh, I, I've used to get high before work all the time at different jobs. I don't do it at my current work. Uh, I'm sure I could get away with it, but I don't feel comfortable with it. I, I want to be on my A game when I'm doing that. And, yeah, mainly uh, cause you're a fucking hippie. Yeah, mainly because I'm a fucking hippie, but there's been plenty of bullshit jobs I didn't care about. Like when I was working at CVS as the photo manager, I got high before I went to work pretty much every fucking day. Help me deal with the public. <laughs> yeah. Um, and you know, like a job like that, it doesn't, you know, it's not like it's going to affect my job any. And it really, almost any job, it really wouldn't affect your job. Uh, pot doesn't really affect you physically like that. It's not like drinking where you're going to get, where you're going to smoke too much and, you know, drive your car into a tree or anything like that. You know, that's what addicts say. That's what addicts say. <laughs> yeah, but regardless, no, I, I don't do that at my current job. And I probably wouldn't do that it, moving forward at any, any job because eh, now my now my job matters to me. But but back before, you know, when I was younger, my job didn't matter to me. I didn't give a shit about a job. My job paid eight dollars an hour. If you fired me, I go next door and get a job for eight dollars an hour. <laughs> you know, there is there is some flexibility when all of your jobs are bullshit. You don't have to put up with much. 
Jay, that's a loser's mentality. You're going to need to get out of that. <laughs> oh, no, I don't I don't have that attitude anymore. My job is very valuable to me, mostly because I'm not sure if I could replicate it again. <laughs> I don't know about that. You you tried to get out of your lifting this morning, so yeah, I, I, felt, I think I you still that. have a little bit of that left in you. Yeah, you know, and, and I'll be honest with you, I, I did the lifts, but it was like the, you know, uh, unenthusiastic hand job of lifts. I just, I barely got it through it. I just did what I needed to do. And I was, I was out of there. Luckily for me, it was not a deadlift day. So that, that would have really sucked because a lot of my achiness is in my hip area for some reason. Well, now you have to do double the workout tomorrow because you just admitted to half-assing a workout today. Well, I did all my lifts. It just didn't, you know how sometimes you can do the same amount of lifts and the same, you know, same amount of reps and all that good stuff and have one day make it, have it feel like a good day and the next day not. It, I mean, I did all the lifts I was supposed to. Uh, I'm not maxing out on anything yet, but I, within a rep or two of what I did in my last workout, but it felt like crap. Yeah. No, I don't and, know how that feels. I'm not a goddamn well, woman. If I work out, I work out. Well, like I said, I worked out the best I could. It just didn't feel like a good workout. It really didn't. Yeah. You know? So, which is fine. Not all of them are going to be great. Great. You know, there are workouts when I'm done, like the one before that, I was like fucking pumped at the after I was like, woo. And then you, uh, about a half hour, 45 minutes later, those endorphins start really seeping in. Cause you know, right after I finished working out, I feel like shit. I'm like, oh my God, I think I'm going to die. Uh, but 15, 20, 30 minutes later, I'm like, God damn, I feel great. So that's one of the things I like most about uh, lifting weights. Well, then you just need to get your head right next time and not allow yourself to have a shit workout. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you're right. So much about working out is mental too. Uh, just like pushing yourself uh, for that last rep or not quitting on the last five minutes of cardio. Like you really want to, uh, very little of it's really, really physical. I mean, some of it, obviously when, <laughs> when I'm in a good mood, when I'm really feeling it and I'm pushing out lifts and when that last one stops halfway through, that is physical. <laughs> That's just, it's not just not going up there, but I'll, I'll have, I'll, I'll push for like a good five or 10 seconds and just have it sit there halfway up before, before I give up on it. Yeah, I don't know. You do a lot of giving up. So, well, we'll nah, see how this not. goes. No, nah, I am. We're here to, we're here to keep you hard accountable hard. now. If you start missing missing workouts and sitting in the redneck redneck hot tub. <laughs> well, okay, well, here's another thing. I this week was um, one of the reasons I was kind of bummed out about not feeling well is this is the week I wanted to move to 5-day workouts instead of just 3-day. Like tomorrow my plan was to uh, do uh, body weight stuff uh, with a couple little accessory lifts. Uh, like before I got sick, my uh, body weight day would be uh, pull-ups and then sit-ups and then uh, chair dips off the back of the, uh, off the side of the weight bench. And then, let me think, uh, oh, and then uh, bicep curls and then weighted uh, sit-ups. Like I, I grab a, a weight and pull it over my chest while I do sit-ups because otherwise, since I'm so light in the chest, I can just do sit-ups until I get fucking bored. Yeah. How about you do some like lat raises or something different instead of the bicep curls? Because mm -hmm. yeah, men are supposed to have traps and shoulders and you have neither. Well, no, I'd be, yeah, I'd be really interested in, you know, uh, uh, adding to my shoulder exercises. Cause I, my shoulders in some way are my best features. Uh, in other ways, like you said, there, my entire build is weird because anywhere that I haven't been working on is still like extremely skinny and out of shape, you know, uh, but but there's certain areas that I've been working on for years, so they don't look too bad. So it's, uh, I knew I was going to end up with a weird, weird build anyways. That's why I tried to, to focus on compound lifts as much as I could. Yeah. With your build and your experience lifting, you should be deadlifting at least twice a week, super heavy. 
Uh, I don't. Um, maybe eventually. Um, and yeah, and I don't mind. And uh, twice a week is my current plan for deadlifting. I, I did it three times a week the first couple weeks I was back, and that's too much. Um, but uh, and I also have not been doing the three sets of ten for my like I do for my other lifts. I've been to three sets of five as I build my way up on it. Because like I well, said, I, I want to be really careful in the deadlift, and there's no hurry. Well, this is the other problem you have. Like you just do the same workout for like months and months and months. No, no, that's not true. That's not that's not true at all. This is actually all new for me. Uh, since like since I came back, uh, before I was doing uh, uh, five sets five by five, five sets of five for each lift. Um, now, if you do mean doing the same lifts, yes, I, I had the five same same five or six lifts that I used in different sets and schedules. Right, so but you were doing like five by five for way too long. Oh yeah, really? You should be okay. actually you should actually be like programming these things. Okay, yeah, I did it for a couple of years, I think. Yeah, that's a little long. Oh, okay, I didn't know that. So, you know, I, you know, uh, we have that great resource on the OG with the Brothers and Iron Thread. But, of course, there's always going to be bits of information that fall through the gaps because, you know, no one thinks to mention it. Yeah. So, that's good to know. Uh, so, how long how long do you think I should be sticking on this uh, uh, 3 times 10 thing? I don't even know if you should be doing three times 10. Like I could get into some of the programming I've done that I need to pull it back out. But for the most part, like you should be in a certain type of lifting program for yeah, generally like three ish months. And then you should be moving into a new phase and then moving into a new phase. You have to keep your body guessing. Otherwise you're going to get to the point that you plateau and it's just kind of a waste of time. Hmm. Yeah, and I have heard that. Um, does does that include with the different types of lifts? I mean, obviously, you're always going to do bench presses and things like that. No, you can do the exact same lifts for two years straight, and as long as you're changing how you program that, like you're going to actually keep seeing keep seeing gains. Whereas you just keep doing like three sets of ten or five sets of five by month five or six, like you're going to see that depreciation. Okay, so and since I've only been back at it, realistically speaking, for about a month, really, uh, I shouldn't shouldn't really worry about this for a couple months or so, and then after that, I should start looking into what I should switch up to next. Well, you should probably be doing like three to four sets of twelve, and you should also be programming your days differently. Okay, well, you know, I, I, I always appreciate the advice, and I've got no problem switching it up. Uh, my normal time constraints are I try to keep my workouts down to under an hour because when I'm working, that's about how much time I have in the morning to work with. But I can, on the other hand, I was up to working out six days a week, so that's six hours of working out altogether. It's just, you know, hard. It's just how you want to plan out what I'm doing and what days and all that good stuff that it gets kind of complex. Like if I'm act, if I'm just lifting and I'm not hopping on like an air nine or something to do a little bit of cardio, like virtually any session I do is going to be less than an hour. Right, right. That's why I figured. Like you're, I figured. Doing, you're doing a main lift. You're doing generally maybe two to three accessories, which you're just going to burn through at the end anyway. Like these things should not take that long. Hmm. Maybe that's part of my problem because. I like my normal workout because I, I do I'm, was which was three days a week was me doing. I get up do my morning thing, uh, go out there, do my stretches. Cause I'm, I'm always scared to hurt my back. Uh, I start with the bench press, um, three sets of 10 after the bench press. It depends on what's loaded on the bar. Cause I have an Olympic bar for bench pressing and I have a hex bar for deadlift, but I also have like a smaller standard bar for like accessory lifts. 
Uh, so that way I don't have to switch weight, weight around all the time because I don't have a ton of weight. Um, so I'll do the bench press and then depending what, how much weight is on the standard bar, I'll either do bent over row, rows or I will do a uh, seated overhead press. Um, and then after that, I'll do whatever the other one was. And then I finish up with uh, deadlifts and that's been my three times a week workout. So if you're benching, you should superset bench and bent over rows because otherwise almost everyone gets out of whack from not having a good balance there. Bent over whatever row. You're do- oh, basically, whatever you're doing for bench, you should be able to do on a bent over row, essentially the same weight in reps. And that's you should actually, be able to do a superset of it. That's funny because that's like pretty much where I am right now. <laughs> before I uh, had, before I got sick, my bench press was substantially higher than my bent over row. But now that I've reset, they're pretty close to the same. Until you get to the point that you're ridiculously pushing a lot of weight on bench, like you should be able to keep up on bent over row. Right. But yeah. the still the the idea is the same that. Right after you're done with a set of bench, you should be doing a set of bent over rows for at least the same amount of reps, even if it is slightly less weight, depending on where you are. Like that should be your bench day. So you're knocking out bent over rows and bench right there. Your first accessory is generally some type of other bench, whether it's like a spoto press or an incline bench or pause reps, wide grip, narrow grip, something like that. And then generally you're going to add in some sort of like shoulder superset as well. So like front raise, side raise, like that sort of thing. And then you're pretty much done for the day. Hmm. Um, yeah. So obviously I've already got part of that down and just be trying to pick a, an accessory left. So when you say to do a set of uh, bent over rows after a set of benches, so you're like me do a set of 10 bench presses, then get up, do 10 bent over rows, then then rest for whatever the timer is supposed to be for that. And then do another bench press and then another bent over row and so on and so forth. Yeah, so if you're doing three sets of 10 for bench, you do your 10 reps, and then 10 reps of bent over rows, and then 10 reps of bench, 10 reps of bent over rows, and then do the third the same. You shouldn't really need much break between it because as you're doing the bent over rows, you're, mm. you're resting your chest. I see what you're and saying. And as yeah. you're benching, you're resting your back. Oh, so you're, so you're talking about supersetting. That's what that is, right? Yeah, I mean, there's still going to be a little bit of rest between each, but like, just get those done. And then move on to some accessories. And like I said, one accessory should be just a different type of bench. And then after that, work your shoulders. Hmm. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Because before when I, I was doing a, a minute and a half in between uh, sets uh, for a rest up, because I figured that yeah, anything longer than that, you're probably resting too long. It depends. Yep. So like, again, if you're doing a bunch of sets, like 12 or something, like more than likely that shouldn't burn out your central nervous system. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you're doing like five sets of two and you're up to like, you know, 95% of your max, you probably need three to five minutes between sets. Oh, uh, right. Okay. I see what you're saying. Yeah. So, uh, yes, yeah, so the only part that I'm going to have trouble on, cause you, you said like uh shoulder lats or something like that would be easy to do is trying to pick out what my other, uh, bench press accessory would be. Cause uh, I've did inclines for a little while and I like doing them. But that was also right around the time where I got my hernia. So I'm kind of a little bit scared of them. I don't think they had anything to do with it, but I'm a little paranoid about it. So drop the weight some and do like three sets of eight of like pause reps. Actually, it's better if you can do a spoto press, but that's like a 
basically take the bar down until it's about an inch off your chest. Mm-hmm. Pause there for about three to five seconds, then finish the rep. Oh, okay. And you said I'll probably have to lower the weight a little bit to do that, but I should be fine. Yeah. Okay, cool. I can do that. And yeah, when you, you say just it, YouTube Spoto rep, it's S P O T O Spoto press, I mean, and it'll show you how to do it. And when you say uh, shoulder, uh, sh- I can't even say shoulder today, uh, lats, are you talking about like the taking like a barbell and just lifting it up sideways? Yeah. So generally I would do it with a dumbbell if you have it. If not, yeah, you might just want to take like a plate, like take a 25 pound weight. And again, superset them. So superset, side lat raise and front lat raise. And that's Probably exactly. sets of sets of like 20 of each and then do... For each arm, probably three to five sets. Okay, and uh, front lat raise is exactly what it sounds like, I assume? Yeah, it's just raising your arm out in front of you, and then side lat raise, same thing, just to the side. Yep, yep, yep. Okay, cool. Uh, glancing at the chat box, I see Sly Dog says he doesn't think I have a spotter. No, I do not have a spotter, but I am lucky enough to have an Olympic bench with uh, the catch bars, so I can bench press without having to worry about it. And most other lifts are the, are of the type that you can, you know, if it goes bad, you can just drop it as opposed to needing a spotter for it. Um, I don't do uh, back squats or anything like that, so which would be about the only other thing I could think of that you need a squatter, a spotter for, <laughs> uh, other than bench press. I would assume. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't have a spotter at all, and I, I lift some pretty heavy weight. Yeah, I that that was one of my, one of my uh, big first major purchases for working out because I had a standard weight bench, just using you know. Uh, and the first time that I couldn't get that weight up and had to roll it down my body to get it off, <laughs> I was like, "Oh, that's unacceptable." That fucking was that was very unpleasant. Uh, and so then for a while, I did the did the entire like not putting the catches on it so you could dump the weight if you needed to. And I didn't like that shit at all. <laughs> you know, the first time you slide that weight off of one side and it comes up the other way like the pendulum of death, I was, <laughs> I was like, yeah, okay, let's go. I, I immediately decided I needed to go out and buy one of those weight benches with the catches on it, which is way nicer. It's just, you know, that way you can push at it and not have to worry about it afterwards. I mean, I realized, you know, having it fail and, and sit on your chest is not a big deal for most people, but it was very unpleasant for me. Yeah, I, I work out the same way. I, I have a catch there. I have a safety there. That if I fail a bench, it'll just go right down on there. I'll have to do a slide out, and we're good. Yep. Yeah, although uh, you do have to tell people uh, when they use your weight bench, like, hey, you might want to check that catch weight <laughs> where where that catch is compared to your chest because it might not be right for you. <laughs> you know, me being thin-chested and stuff, I, I've had a couple uh, like bigger people come in and use my weight bench, and that catch didn't do shit for them because it hit their chest before it hit the catch. <laughs> Yeah, it sounds like you just have idiots that come over then that are yeah, checking yeah. that sort of thing before they, they get underweight. Oh, yeah. Well, the, the really fun thing is is the people, because like I said, I, I've, I've been lifting weights for a few years now. So while I'm not spectacularly strong, I have found out I am stronger than the average person, or at least I was before I got sick. So we'll quantify that. By average um, person, are you talking, like what demographic are we talking? Like okay. 40 to 60-year-old Asian women? No, no, we're talking a 40-year-old uh, five foot 11, 180, 190 pound person who does like landscaping and lawn mowing. So he sits on his ass sometimes, but also walks around sometimes. I call him in average shape. Uh, it'd been a friend of mine for years and years and years, and he's always been stronger than me. He's, you know, he's very mechanically inclined. So he works on shit, just like your average, everyday, average, uh, everyday dude, basically. Um, 
And he discovered the hard way a, a couple of years ago uh, that I'm stronger than him, significantly stronger than him. And it was quite the revelation for him because he's used to, you know, he's known me for like fucking 30 years. He spent his entire life being the alpha male over me. Uh, so that was a great day for me, by the way. I liked it so very, very much. You're, you're telling us that you're stronger than a landscaper, but you can't shovel snow. Yeah, well, that, that's not, it's not, that is not a, a strength issue. That's more of a uh, coordination and height thing. Uh, I'm just not very fast. I can shovel snow. I do it at my house every day, uh, every year, obviously. I'm just not very fast at it. I was, the entire story was that I was not, uh, that I got fired to be as a commercial sh- snow shoveler because I wasn't fast enough as it. By the same guy, by the way. <laughs> That's the guy that, that uh, hired my, was my buddy that hired me to help him shovel snow because he had a, uh, a snow removal business. After the first day, he's like, yeah, dude, no. <laughs> he goes, you, you're not fast enough, man. You, you, it's, uh, it's not worth the money for me to pay you to do it, to be honest with you. I'm like, okay, well, that's fine. <laughs> so, so you know, that, that was an interesting day shoveling snow. So, I mean, but it's not like I can't do it. I mean, like I said, I, it, it, if it takes an average person 15 minutes to sh- clear out their driveway, it might take me like 25. I'm just a little slow at it. That's not a big deal. Yeah, that's not how you've characterized it in the past. No, well, no, that is how I characterized it in the past. So I was explaining why I'm not good uh, that, uh, why I didn't want to take a job that involved working with my hands. Cause I said, I'm not good with my hands. I'm clumsy and I'm slow. Hell, I've even been fired from, from, uh, us jobs shoveling snow. That was the statement. And people are like, Oh, you can't shovel snow. I'm like, I never said I can't do it. I just said, I'm not fast enough to do it for professionally. I'm, so, yeah, I'm sorry to ruin the myth. <laughs> I don't know. We're going to need proof of it next time it snows. We're going to have to get a video of you snowing, snow shoveling. I have those. Go check out my YouTube channel. <laughs> no one believes me. Everyone thinks it's Photoshop. They think my wife's wearing my clothes or some shit like that. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm not going to become your first subscriber. That's just not something I do. <laughs> oh, well, you know, I'm glad. I think I'm feeling a little bit better. Conversation with people always helps out. Got the uh, OG here to keep me happy, uh, but I was feeling kind of punky. Uh, we, we, we were talking about being sick. What's the sickest you ever remember being, man? Or maybe not necessarily the sickest, but the uh, but the most unexpe- uh, unpleasant experience associated with being sick. I think probably the worst thing is my heart almost gave out once. Oh Jesus! Yeah, that is pretty so sick, man. This was interesting. And this was back when I was still. Like I was, I was in great shape. I was still fighting, and just one day, like I'm just sitting around, and like I could just feel my my heart rate like elevating, and then also dropping down like really low, and it was just kind of going haywire. So I ended up calling, ended up going to the hospital. Like my heart stopped twice, but it kept kicking back up, and it would like speed up and then back down. They were never able to tell me what the hell happened, and it was never an issue before or after that. But that was just an interesting thing of like, hey, I'm probably gonna die today. This is this is something. God, yeah, that's pretty fucked up, man. <laughs> and they never were able to figure out what it was, huh? No, they ran a bunch of like EKGs, you know, threw me through for all sorts of scans. They kept me for a day just to just to look over it and nothing. I mean, were you slamming monsters all day or something? No, absolutely normal day. Like nothing out of the ordinary. It's just my heart decided that, you know. Today, it was going to be a ticking time bomb, and that's what it was. But like I said, no problems before, no problems after. Like, all my tests showed everything, like, in perfect ranges. Like, eh, no one could explain it. 
Wow, that's crazy. All right, well, uh, you guys on the chat box, you're more than welcome to call in with your stories. I have a story. Uh, let me tell you about how a, a really bad case of diarrhea contributed to me being homeless. Pull up a chair. Oh, here comes another depressing one. Yeah, yeah I'm afraid so. Um, this is back when I was about uh, 15, 16 years old. I want to say 16. Um, my mom and my stepdad were fighting quite frequently at this point. And eventually, uh, my mom had had enough, and she left him. And Brooke took me with her because obviously I couldn't stay with him. My my, as I've mentioned before, my dad stepdad was an alcoholic and a crackhead. He was not a stable person. Uh, he made threats to me before in the past. So we went to go live with my grandma and grandpa about an hour away in Taylor, where my mom was going to start out a new life. Uh, yeah. So, quick my question mom, before you get going: uh-huh. Why didn't you just kick his ass? Um, I was skinny. I had, did not hit my growth spurt until I was, uh, probably 18 or 19. So at that point I was not six, seven, I was tall for a kid, but I was probably six foot and I may, maybe weighed 140 pounds, dude. But like you were, you were like, you were over 10, right? Yeah, I was 16. <laughs> not everybody is you, big Dalton. Not everyone can I'm kick just, their I'm just saying, dead you ass. Six years to mature and beat the shit out of them. <laughs> okay you you might have been a little ahead of the curve okay um <laughs> but regardless so uh, my uh mom and i moved into our parents her parents basement and she started her new life or so she thought uh she quickly discovered that a, a woman in her 40s who'd never had a job in her entire life and had been a housewife since you know since she graduated from high school does not have a lot of job opportunities. Um, so after about a month of this, she re- decided she was going to reconcile with my uh, stepdad. It's like she decided that, that she could not take care of herself and live on her own. Um, so she moved back in with him. Uh, she asked me to, to stay at, at grandma and grandpa's uh, for an extra night uh, for probably some obvious reasons. <laughs> um and there, this is where the diarrhea comes in. Over the course of that day, I started getting really bad diarrhea. Uh, I didn't think too much of it. I just kept on running to the bathroom. Uh, also, over the, over the course of the day, I got in contact with a really good friend of mine uh, that lived like right around the corner from my parents. And, you know, I was like, hey, I'm coming back tomorrow. Da, 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 da. And he's like, hey, you should come out tonight you know, and, and to spend the night at my house. I'm like, oh, that's a great idea. I'm bored as fuck over my parents, over my grandparents' house. I'm not feeling all that great, but, you know, I can feel not feel that great over his house. So, you know, so I pack up my shit, uh, poop two or three more times and drive over to his house. And, you know, we're having, and everything's still great. We're having a good time. Uh, it's eight or nine o'clock. I'm pooping like every 20 minutes. It's like the worst case of diarrhea I've ever had. Uh, at this point, my, my asshole feels like it's on fire. Um, and then I used the last of his toilet paper. Um, luckily, I was able to clean up with the very last of it. Went and told him, hey, man, I, I just used the last of your toilet paper. Uh, where's some more? And he goes and asks his mom. And it turns out there isn't any more. I just used the last of the toilet paper in their house. And my stomach was already talking again. Uh, it's now 1130 at night, maybe midnight. And there's no toilet paper to be found. Uh, so I did the only thing my dumb, not thinking correctly ass thought to do. I went home, I knocked on the door and, and asked to come in. Uh, I said, yeah, I said I was over at Derek's house and they didn't have any toilet paper and I really needed to poop. Uh, it didn't go well. 
<laughs> and the next day, my mom came downstairs and told me that I was going to have to move out, uh, that she was going to stay here and I was on my own. Uh, so I spent uh, most of that day um, packing up my clothes and, and, and stuff to put into my car. Um, I had not quite finished when my stepdad got home from work, uh, drunk off his ass. And then, you know, he threatened to kill me and told me I needed to get my shit out of there. Uh, when I tried to leave, my car was stuck in the mud in the front. So <laughs> I just walked away. I, I came back later on the day with like three or four friends of mine uh, in the, in the naive uh, thought that, you know, that would that make me safe in, in reality he was a crazy motherfucker and he had a whole bunch of guns and he could have just likely shot all of us but that started uh but after that i finally got my car out and left and lived in there for about six or seven months i want to say and that's how diarrhea made me homeless yeah um we we really need to work on your stories uh, what do you mean that's i mean that was i hope that was an interesting story like, don't you have anything that ends even like relatively well? Like, even <laughs> when my heart blew up, like it turned out to be nothing, and I was fine. Well, it, it, it turned out relatively well. I'm alive. I'm here. Uh, you know, um, everything worked out in the end. Yeah, shitty. Sh- like we've had this conversation before. Shitty shit happens to everybody. I'm not used crying about it. Yeah, but it seems like it happens an inordinate amount to you. Well, that may or may not be true, but still. Not, not, not much I can do about it, sir. So I, I do apologize for depressing you guys. I realize a lot of my stories are depressing looking at them from the outside, but you know, I'm just fine. I lived a great life. I, I'm perfectly happy, really. I mean, yeah, things could have been different, but things could have been different for a lot of people. And who's to say that it wouldn't have been worse. You never know how life is going to go. We're, we're all on a journey to get where, to where we are right now. And if you change things, you might change the journey. You might not be where you are right now. And I'm happy with where I am now. Fair enough. Yay you. Yay me. <laughs> How about any of you guys on the chat box? You guys ever have any uh, un- unpleasant uh, sicknesses or illnesses? I mean, not, I mean, everyone's got sick before and it sucked. I mean, something specific, like associated with the illness. Like, have you been at work and you got sick and you couldn't leave or you got caught driving someplace? Just all that horrible stuff that happens to everybody that no one ever wants yeah, to talk were, about. Were you ever 12 years old and you, you shit yourself and then you fell out of a plane and impaled yourself? And then your dog shit on you. And then you grew up and everything was fine because now you have a Walmart hot tub. Yes, I do have a Walmart hot tub. And I'm proud of my Walmart hot tub. That thing's fucking awesome. You know what I'm even prouder about? I'm prouder that I bought it when I did. Because when I bought it, it was $320. And now you can't find that thing for under 700 now. So apparently I was like really a trendsetter ahead of the times type of guy. Because now everyone wants them. They can't get them. Yeah, I don't know about that one. You think most people, if they're going to get a hot tub, they get a real hot tub? Please. Come on, man. It's It was $320. It's it's a no-lose situation. If I would have used it for one year and it would have broke, it, well, I would have got my money worth out of it. Christ, you eat more than $320 worth of meat a week. Yeah, I'd say a month. <laughs> Maybe you say I'm saying it's not, you know, yes, I, I buy frivolous bullshit, but I don't buy expensive frivolous bullshit. I'm not out buying spart sports cars and boats and things like that. I'm out buying inflatable hot tubs and, and guns that shoot salt to kill bugs. Yeah, you have some interesting buying patterns. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, speaking of buying patterns, the magnet came in. It came in, the, the fishing magnet came in today in the mail. Uh, I can't use it. the yet. finger yet? No, 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 but I'm very cautious with it. It's kind of scary. And it's so unassuming. It's not very big, really. You know, it, it, it's a magnet about maybe 
three quarters of an inch thick, half an inch thick, and about the size of your palm. Uh, but when it says it's rated as 975 pounds, I believe it. It's uh, I can't use it yet because there's the things you need to do to it. Uh, the what's it called? Eye bolt, I think it is that go, that's that screws into the uh, magnet. Uh, while it's in there, it's loose, and they give you Loctite that comes with it that you're supposed to squirt all over it and then screw it in there really good. So that because you don't want it backing out while you're you know underwater and losing it. Uh, and then the second thing I did was the uh, taking the the clasp on it that I'm not going to say the name of because I said it wrong the last time you made fun of me. Carbiner? Is that Carabiner. it? Carabiner. Carabiner. Well, it doesn't seem like it's from the islands, though. It's not Carbonara. Carabiner. Okay, Caribbeaner. Um, well, I took the Caribbeaner and I uh, and I wrapped it with duct tape uh, so that the uh, so that it, the hole in it was uh, um, covered up because you, you don't want to catch like branches or anything like that in it. But, uh, you know, I can tell you about my uh, magnet fishing anytime. We rarely get the opportunity to speak with Roxanne. Hey, Roxanne, how you doing? Good, darling. Did you <laughs> say that again? Did you just carabiner? Can you Car say it after me? Carabiner? Are you fucking Car kidding me? Kinda. <laughs> Car Caribbean? Caribbean. Caribbean. Yeah, Are you just Island pissing there. them off? Are you just pissing them off? Let me know you're pissing them off. A, a, a little bit. I, I a little bit. I do have trouble with that word. To be okay. Honest with All you. right. Let me just take you. I'll take you to elementary school. You fucking coward. How about this? D ring. Yeah. Say it after me. D ring. D ring. D ring. You can start with the D ring, and you can work up the Caribbean. <laughs> 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 you are priceless. Oh my God, I love you. Okay, I'm so confused. And I like the story, by the way. I like the shit story. That was oh, funny. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I, I appreciate that. So, how are you doing? How you been? We haven't yeah. talked to you in a week or two. I'm doing good. Yeah, I'm just doing my shit out here in San Antonio, living life. Yeah, yeah. Is the uh, COVID been uh, still fucking with you guys over there as well? I assume. Yeah, yeah. There, we had a few more die today here in San Antonio. We got like 266 cases. We're still on lockdown. Seems that most people, I mean, we're 11 million in the city. We're seventh largest for the, so the infected per, per million is quite low. Uh, we seem to be staying indoors. That's good. So, that's I mean, good. Yeah. You know, pe people are getting antsy and reading the, you know, I'm reading the papers and checking it out. People are starting to go out, a couple of protests. Let's get back to work. So I don't know how long you're going to keep the human locked up for another 30 days or not, but we'll see how it plays out. I mean, it's oh, not, is, right? it's is, what do you, what do you guys lock down till? Like here in Michigan, it's till officially until May 1st. Same here. We got extended yeah. May 1st. Yeah. Yeah. And you're right here in Michigan. It's uh, I like, there's been Facebook groups pop popping up about protesting the quarantine yeah. and stuff. So yeah. And they they made some weird decisions about it here in Michigan. Like one of the decisions that they've made is that you can't use motorized boats. You can use a kayak, but you can't use a motorboat. I'm like, that's an interesting, <laughs> like it seems very haphazard how they're uh, deciding what you can and can't do. So, but, but it's kind of strange, isn't it though? Yeah. They yeah. also have, they have, like, they have stuff like you can't buy, uh, like big box stores can't sell non-essential items like seeds. So you can't like go to home Depot and buy seeds right now, but you can go to like an ACE hardware. Cause it's not considered a big box store and buy this buy seeds. If you want to just weird rules. And that's legislation that work, right? Yep. 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 
yeah, yeah. But I, I, I don't know. I mean, Michigan is the third highest infection spot right now. So for some strange reason. Yeah, you guys so, uh, are up there. Yeah. So, but you know, well, we're just Detroit right for you. <laughs> and you know what? I, I hate to say it, but that is Detroit for you. Uh, my, there, I told you guys about my theory that I think uh, it's spreading in Metro Detroit quite a bit because uh, of the large religious church congregations in Detroit that will not stop uh, gathering for any reason. So that you know, they yeah. it, it spread quite a bit more than it would in in like less urban environments where like there's not such a, such a strong church contingent. Well, it could be ridiculous, like yeah. it is with uh, Florida, where they considered churches as essential business. But if they're essential business, we should probably start taxing the fuckers. Oh, there's a pet peeve of mine. Right. Good point. Good point. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well, Christ. Uh, r- r- Sorry, it's my flute. <laughs> Roxanne, you're awesome. I, I I should have known that you played field flute. That's uh, have you have you been playing for long? Uh, I'm playing uh, music a long time. I picked up flute about six months ago. Oh, well, there you go. It's always fun to pick up a new hobby. Yeah. 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 I, I, I picked up bass about uh, four or five years ago. I'm horrible at it, but I still like playing. It's uh, it's always fun. Oh, it's good to play. Yeah. 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 Kind um, of flute. Both <laughs> kinds straight. Don't worry. I'll take care of you, darling. <laughs> he was asking for that one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, be- oh, skin flute. Wow. You got both sides working. You're so funny. <laughs> oh, guys, like, you know, someone singing rocks and man, you guys are clever. Wow. Oh, my one of my favorite yourself. One of my uh, best friends names Roxanne, uh, Roxanne Matafardi. She's uh, actually a fighter in the UFC, and she fucking can't stand that song. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. She's a she's a really love it, yeah. Yeah, she's a really happy, yeah. go lucky, nice person. That is one of the few things that'll piss her off. Don't sing her that song. She will beat you up. Well, she won't beat you up, but she could. Well, she, well at least oh, yeah. she could beat me up. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. not saying much. Yeah, she, she's a yeah, hilarious. That, that's person. what I was about to say. Apparently, that's not saying much with the shitty weight you lift, according to your friend here. Apparently, well, <laughs> that, that's not a fair comparison. Uh, Big Dalton over there is a, a, a hefty fellow. <laughs> but it's yeah. funny with Roxanne she does not look like uh, she could kick your ass in the least bit uh, she's into anime she likes Dragon Ball Z uh, you know uh, she went she moved to Japan for years she was a teacher there she's yeah she is a teacher now but she can also kick your ass I think she's rated number five in her weight class in, in the world right now and actually fought for the she, title. Uh, she fights in, at, in 125 so I think she probably walks around oh. probably around 135 140 she doesn't like cutting a lot of weight uh, she fought for the title right. a couple years ago, but uh, lost a split decision. That's so she, good. Yeah, That's so she's fine. she's she's awesome. Oh, she's one of my favorite people. Um, and yeah, you know, she's actually like written a book on positivity. <laughs> so, which is which is awesome. Yeah, look her up if you get a chance. Her name is Roxanne Modafari. 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 And I did say that one right. <laughs> uh, yeah, we had fucked a, up Serena's name. So. Yeah, we, I don't know if you caught the episode uh, uh, last week. Was it last week already? Yeah, we're. Uh, yeah, I had my friend, uh, my friend Serena De Jesus. Did I say it right? Yay! Yeah, yeah I had Jesus, her on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She's a, also. Yeah, you, a you had some problems, I know. Yeah, I just didn't know. I just did not like know. Carabiner. Carabiner. <laughs> that sounds like someone from the islands. Like Caribbean or Dream by Billy Ocean? Nah. No? no. Okay, maybe not. No. <laughs> no. No. Uh, shit. All right. That's I guess all right. that's I guess that's, uh, that's just me being silly. Oh, oh, look at the chat box. Hey, PJ, I love your real estate threads on the OG. Thank you. Uh, one of the things I like doing on that uh, mixed martial arts forum is uh, 
because Detroit has such a fucked up real estate uh, scene. It's not as bad as it used to be. You at one point you could buy ridiculously nice houses, mansions, big ass houses for nothing. Like at one point you could literally buy a 5,000 square foot house in immaculate condition for like $40,000 because it was in a shitty, shitty, shitty part of Detroit. Um, over the years, that's changed uh, since uh, there's a big housing boom in Detroit and downtown's really bustling and there's a lot of development and such. You can still find amazing deals compared to other cities, you know, big cities, but, you know, comparatively speaking, the, the you know, the $100,000 mansions are gone now. Uh, but still, I, I can still find fun houses to show people because Detroit's got a really rich architectural history. And uh, while I have no desire to actually sell houses, I do like showing people cool stuff. So, like, I go on different websites that have houses for sale in Detroit and try to find the cool or interesting ones, and I'll throw them up for people to see. So, basically, you're a real That's estate cool. agent with no work ethic. I'm a real estate agent with no work ethic, and I don't take commission. So, you know. <laughs> but uh, Detroit is cool like that. There's lots of houses from, like, the teens, 20s, and 30s that have uh, – they're just amazing with leaded glass and Fresnos on the ceiling. A lot of uh, shit. Here's another one I can't say. Puabic Tile. Yeah, actually, I think I said that, which is a uh, uh, famous uh, ceramic company from Detroit. Um, yeah, that's, I guess, that's all I got to say about that. <laughs> Sorry, I guess I kind of went on a tangent. Sorry about that, guys. <laughs> that was the road to nowhere. There you go. That's my entire life a road to nowhere. Uh, well, let's see what else you got. We got 15 more minutes. Uh, Roxanne, you got something you want to talk about before we kick you the fuck off? <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, there was one weird uh, sickness I had. Hmm. About, you go. Uh, three years ago, four years ago, four years ago, maybe. I don't know. I don't pay attention to time because I don't have like a steady job. I work out of the house. So you don't have listen to time too much. Anyways, <clears throat> I got this flu and it was nasty. And I went to, because I'm a vet now, I went to the VA, sent me to a specialist. They didn't find shit. So they go, we can give you antibiotics, but we think it's viral. And I said, okay, so I'm just going to tough it out and be all heroish and stuff like that. And uh, so I did that. And like and, uh, after the first week, there was just one day that everything was fine. All of a sudden, it was right as rain, you know, just sweet as, sweet as candy. And then the next day, the flu's gone, the, the puke and the diarrhea, the, you know how you feel like uh, you got hit by a train? All that oh, yeah. was gone, but what remained was my joints. Every single joint in my body was like I was arthritic. And I understand the uh, perception of arthritis. I don't have it. My dad has rheumatoid arthritis, but he's, you know, skirting the 80s age right now. So, you know, body gets old. It's part of the human uh, experience, right? But at this age, I was 50-something at the time, 48 or 49, I can't remember. Anyways, but the joints were incredible to where I couldn't walk. I couldn't stand up. Every single joint, every single toe bone, everything all through my body, I had to crawl down the stairs and crawl up the stairs because I couldn't put weight on anything. Eesh. And my mom's like, yeah, I'm going to take you to the doctor. Never had that, looked it up, did everything. And then next day... I'm like a 20-year-old person again. Craziest thing I've ever experienced. Weird. You know, I'm 53 now. I work. I run. You know, I weigh 100. I think I was 117. I'm 1,800, 1,900 calories. Uh, I run two miles. But my joints for 53, it was the strangest freaking thing, man. But they killed me for a day. And then all of a sudden, it was right as rain. And after that, 
I can run again. I got my knees back. I was, you know, airborne. I got 52 jumps. Weird. I, so I was yeah. like, all went away. All of it. It was like back, lower back. I was like, okay. I was like, all right, something, whatever. You can account it to whatever. But that was the coolest positive thing for our friend that came out of a sickness that I wanted to share. Well, interesting, know, right? and that and that had been scary because you know, especially since they you know, and thank God it went away. But the fact that they had no clue what it was, you know, like quite similar to Dalton. None. Said. It just you know, here and gone. Zero. Yeah. 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 Well, let's hope that let's hope it never comes back. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know. Five years, maybe. I can't remember. Whatever. Sometime, yeah, sometime fine. when I was living in San Antonio and I moved here in 2012. So sometime between now and then. So. Right on. Right years, on. I guess is right. All right. Anyways, that's mine. There you go. All right. Well, let's see if the uh, chat box has any questions for you before we uh, get out of here. You guys got anything you want to ask uh, uh, Roxanne? Here, how about you school me? What is your screen name on the OG? Now, I, I downloaded UG, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And UG is underground. I got that. And other, how do I get the under OG threads that you put out? That okay. I don't have because okay. I only have uh, the post. I only have uh, this. Okay. Um, well, on the other ground, I, I uh, if you look at it, the the forum will ha is divided into sub forums. The main one is the other ground. That's probably the one you've been directed to. Somewhere on yeah. there, I'm, I'm not sure if you're on an app or if you're on a on a, on a website. There should be a way to app. go to. Oh well, see, I don't use the. Well, let me look. Let's see. Okay. I'm just gonna log in right now and see what it looks like. Uh, let's see. Do 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 do. It comes up with like, uh, let's see. Okay, on the up, if I, if we're using the same app on the upper right hand side, there should be what looks like a chat box, with like like a, with three little uh, dots in it. It should be red. Do you see what I'm referring to? Got it. Okay, yep, click on yep, yep, tap, yep. tap on that. You see how now it says form other ground, other ground. The one that you want to click on is the one that says other ground. Got it. Okay, and now these are the threads that we're referring to normally uh, when we speak on it on the show. Got it. So, they're like, okay. for instance, I'm sure if you do a little search and you can see them making fun of my hot tub. <laughs> I, I will play well, with that, my friend. Well, well, there you go. Well, great. Now we've now we've introduced yet another person to the despicableness despicableness that is the other ground. So we've accomplished our purpose for today. <laughs> Look at that. You've grown. Yay. Ryan, you got anything you want to talk about before we get out of here? We got about 10 more minutes, but honestly, guys, I don't got anything else. If you guys got something else you want me to talk about, I'm more than happy to, but I'm kind of out of gas as far as my own subjects go. Really trying to bail out 10 minutes early? No, I mean, no. Someone's got <laughs> I'm just, I'm just, Ryan, give, give us a time. Didn't want to didn't want to do the podcast. Like You have 23 hours a day of not having any real responsibility. Other than coming up to things to talk for for an hour, do you know how? Meanwhile, I'm working from eight to five. Well, yeah, exactly. And I just covered. What do you do? What do you do, I'm Ryan? So from I'm in third-party data strategy for a large insurance company. Third-party data strategy. So you're uh, advertiser or solicitor for business? Which one? Neither. You're pulling so business or you? Okay. No, so really, so really what mine is, is so take a look at like home and auto insurance 
there's okay. various third-party data will pull about you, like if you're going to get a policy. So I, I decide what that strategy is, like who we work with, pulling information about people, how we use that information, how that relates to a rate, like that sort of stuff. Now that's some good shit. <laughs> Ryan, I've got to say, man, that's a that's a that's an awesome thing for you, man. That's that's cool. You See, observe I, that idea. I, I feel just like Ron Funches did. He did a joke about this. Like he's talked about the fact that uh, being a stand-up comic, you know, he, he bought a home with, and he's surrounded by people that have real jobs. So he'll he'll, 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 ask, he'll ask people, "What do you do?" And he'll be like, "Oh, well, oh." Well, I don't really know what most of those words are, but it sounds horrible. <laughs> and that's how I felt right now. I don't, I don't understand what most of those words are, but it, didn't, it sounds very stressful. No, really, I've kind of graduated to the point that I just sit in a lot of meetings and ask a lot of very basic questions that people didn't think about. Oh, ah, well, there you go. That's good. That's good. Oh, you Look know what? Someone you see did, in the angles. Someone, well, did throw, someone did throw up a, a good topic we can end up on, Ryan. Uh, what do you think about the uh, new app that they want to use for the website? Oh, you mean the new, the new forum software? Yeah, the new forum software. Thank you. Yeah, it's it's basic and ugly as shit. But, oh, the new one. But it'll have less issues because the top men won't be needed. Hmm. Right. It'll be more, a lot more automatic. Like it would um, take an absolute fucktard to break an out of the box thing like this. The only problem is, like, there's no character to it. You know what? I'll be honest with you. I've gotten tired of some of the character. I've never been a, been a big frames person. So, and I realize frames is more reliable than the non-frame versions because I've noticed whenever I have a problem with the non-frame version, if I go to the frame version, it normally works fine. Um, that being said, to me, the non-frame version is just more tr uh, familiar for most people. That's what most people are expect to see when they uh, run go to a forum. And while I can understand people liking it, the the fact of the matter is you can't have it with the new forum stuff. And so people, some people are like, Oh, I don't want to move to the new software then. And we had this conversation the other day. You, you can't have it both ways. Either you, you can have a, the old shitty forum, which doesn't work well, or you can have the new forum that does not have that function that you want. And then I'll or, use the mm -hmm. or the fact that the website mixmartialarts.com pulls in quite a bit of money over the course of a year. They can take a relatively out of the box like forum software, hire some people to do a few tweaks here and there and get it to where it has all the functionality we want. It's on newer technology that's easier to maintain and everybody wins. But no, they don't want to go that way. They want to go the cheap ass route and just throw up this default shit. Yeah, and have I mean, it be super basic. Well, but all these people that are complaining about it are like people that are complaining that have like a 67 fucking, you know, van with an eight track player in it. And they really love that eight track player. The van breaks all the fucking time and, but they won't replace it because the new car doesn't have that eight track player. So, I mean, you can either have the new car or you can have your eight track player. You can't have both. Only you can have both. All it does is take someone doing some fucking work for once. Well, yeah, I know, but we, let's be realistic. <laughs> it, it is the OG. They're going to go with whatever the easy thing is. Which is ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, but so there you go. They asked, there's my opinion on it. I think, I think we should definitely use a new software. The shit just breaks down all the time. It, I, I don't even recommend it to people that much anymore because it's embarrassing how often it doesn't fucking work. Well, I mean, 
How often don't you work? About three months out of the year. <laughs> I think the site probably works more than that. Okay, I see how you are. You know what? We're done today. I think. I think. I think. I think. I've, I, think I've, I think I've reached my abuse quota for one day. <laughs> Roxanne, yeah, I really you appreciate were a whip, you. Whip and post today. That's one, sure. wouldn't I though, man? Some some days you're the yeah. dog. Some days you're the fire hydrant. <laughs> Time to the whip and post. All right, Donovan. Thanks for letting me call in. We love you guys. You're right. You're a great day, Roxanne. Thanks for calling. Always. Oh, always awesome to get a call from Roxanne. And always awesome to have you guys here in the chat box. I've said it before and I'll say it again. You guys are the show. I could, we couldn't do it without you. We'd just be two idiots talking to each other, um, which is kind of what it is anyways, but at least we have an audience for it. <laughs> well, I mean, honestly, be- I could probably carry a show, but you know. Yeah, you're just yeah, speaking of lazy. You're only you're when it comes to the show, you're actually lazier than me. I didn't think it'd be possible to accomplish it, but there we are. <laughs> hey, I'm I'm just the co-host here again. You, this is like your full time gig right now. Yep. Oh, and someone asked like if this was if this was the only thing going on in my life, mm-hmm. I could I could roll on like three hours a night. <laughs> uh, Team Evil Bad Guy wanted to know if have we paid for the month yet? Yes, uh, you you guys' donations have covered this month with like a, a almost a week to go. So feel free to throw paintings at us, but we are good for this month. Anything that you guys throw extra, I'll apply toward next month. So yay! <laughs> uh, we only need like nine hundred and ninety nine thousand five hundred or so subscribers to go before I can get that white claw sponsorship, which I is what the show have to re up today. Like I had to get a few cases delivered, so yep. we need and to work that, on that, boys. That then that's the entire point of the show is to get him his white claw sponsorship. Everything else is just fucking gloss on the side. Well, except you already have everything you want. You got Wookie costumes and yeah. ghetto hot tubs and hot tubs magnets to fish with. Yeah, yeah. No, I get everything I need in my life. I'm good. So yeah, let's work on your white claw sponsorship. <laughs> All right. God well, but. Right. That's right. And hopefully by tomorrow night at six o'clock, we will have that White Claw sponsorship. Check in and see with us. Uh, until then, I'm Passive J. That's Ryan over there. Say bye, Ryan. Fuck all y'all. <laughs> you guys have a great night. We'll see y'all tomorrow. <laughs>